Charlie Tremendous Jones was an early leader in the personal and professional development industry. And he was a big proponent of the importance of reading in becoming a better person and a better leader. And he actually has several really well-known quotes that you've probably heard, but you might not know that it was Charlie Tremendous Jones who said them. He coined the phrase, leaders are readers, uh, and no one is a failure until they blame somebody else. And one of my personal favorites, you will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books that you read. In today's episodes, I want to talk about the value of good counsel, of good advice, whether that be from books or from people or wherever you get it. This episode is titled The God-Given Value of Good Advice. Today's episode is brought to you by Words of Hope. Words of Hope is a daily devotional podcast. Words of Hope brings a few minutes of comfort and hope into your day. Each episode includes a passage of scripture and a thoughtful reflection. And at only five minutes long, you can listen anywhere and at any time. Words of Hope is available wherever you get your podcasts. So I encourage you guys to check out Words of Hope. Well, before we get right into the topic du jour, I thought I would try a little bit of a new feature today, uh, and that would be like a tip of the week. Um, and really this week, it's more like just kind of me sharing something I've been trying in my own life to try to be a bit more productive and a bit better of a steward with my life for God's glory. And the thing that it's been this week, and hasn't just started this week, uh, last several weeks actually, is getting back into the habit of daily exercise. I kind of had fallen off of the, the wagon <laughs> as things got busy, and I just, after talking with James last week on the podcast and thinking about, you know, the, the dominoes, what's that lead domino that if I did that one thing, it would lead to the most results. And I, the more I thought about it, I just realized that's going to be daily exercise for me. The times in my life where I'm every single day doing some exercise in the morning before I start, those, those are the times in my life I look back on that were the most productive, the most focused, I was the most clear headed. And that uh, I just think is absolutely critical. And so I've gotten into or trying to get back into running and, you know, just doing short, just a few miles uh, every couple of days. And then in between, we've been walking, my wife and I and the son doing big, long walks. Um, so we did uh, two or three miles today, you know, right in the morning. It was just really fun and enjoyable. And it's helping. It really is. Uh one of the things that just mindset wise that I found helpful, and maybe you'll find this helpful with exercise is, you know, you, at least for me, the main driving force for exercise throughout my life has been, uh, wanting to get into quote unquote shape, uh, you know, to look good. It's been more so based on that. And now that I'm married, I don't really care what I look like. Cause I already got a wife and she's never going to leave me. So, but, but seriously though, like I just don't care as much about my, about how I look as I did, you know, when I was younger. And so that doesn't really work. And there's also this whole issue there, at least for me with trying to, um, exercise today, knowing that I'm going to have to do this every day for months before I actually see any kind of result. That's like a hard motivator. So what I've been thinking about deliberately when I get up to go run is I'm telling myself, you are going to feel so much better after you do this, that there's going to be an immediate reward. You're going to be way more focused. If you can knock this out, you're going to have a great day. 
And that has been helping so much. Even when I'm in the middle of a run, I'm kind of like, ah, I kind of want to stop right now and maybe turn back early. I just tell myself, no, if you if you finish this run, you're going to feel a thousand times better. You are going to have to accomplish something for the day. And then everything else is going to be breezy. So that's been kind of my tip of the week is daily exercise, whatever that looks like for you. That is uh, actually proven scientifically. They call it a... Uh, um, a keystone habit. That's what Charles uh, Duhigg calls it in The Power of Habit. And we actually talked about this a little bit in episode six with Drew Dick, if you want to hear more about habit forming and discipline as the Christian. So that's what I'm trying, and I would commend it to you. Exercise. It's like a miracle drug. Okay, let's talk about today's topic. So today's episode, I have titled The God-Given Value of Good Advice. And I just, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately as well, is the power of advice. You know, we all have seen how advice, how counsel can have big effects in life. Maybe you've worked for a company where someone, you know, quote unquote, has the boss's ear and they kind of shift things and and maybe things go in a bad direction because of that, because someone's giving bad advice, bad counsel. Um... You know, I got bad advice one time when I was in college. I remember uh, I had the flu really bad. And one of my roommates really, really, really wanted to play basketball. And they needed another person to play. And he said, come on, let's play. I said, no, I'm super sick. I can't do it. I, it like, this is not going to work. It's not going to go well if I go and try to, to run around on a basketball court right now. Well, the way he talked me into it was he talked about Michael Jordan. He said, you know, Jordan would just sweat it out. If he had the flu, he would just sweat it out. You should just go sweat it out. And eventually he got me convinced that, yeah, I need to go sweat this thing out, which medically doesn't sound like that it's anything. But so I went uh, with them and played and I felt so bad. And I was so weak. I actually went up for a rebound and I sprained my ankle. And then I was out of commission for many weeks after that because I took bad advice. Um, and that's kind of a, a minor thing in the grand scope of uh, life that me taking that bad advice and getting a sprained ankle. But man, when you talk about people who are in positions of, of leadership, bad advice can lead to really, really, really destructive results. Well, speaking of bad advice, Second uh, Chronicles 10.8 talk about Rehoboam, who was a king. And he it says that he forsook the counsel of the elders, which they'd given him, and consulted with the young men who grew up with him and served him. And I tweeted out several weeks ago that this has been happening with young leaders since the history of time, is you have someone who's in a position, put in a position of leadership, and they start listening to counsel, not of people who are older or wiser or experienced in that realm, but actually start listening to people that maybe they grew up with or they're friends with, or they have that, you know, trust relationship with, it ends up leading to bad results. And that's what happened for Rehoboam, is he took bad counsel from bad counselors instead of listening to wise counsel. Um, you, you think also of Job, right? Remember uh, the book of Job in the Bible, it, featuring heavily throughout the book, is all of Job's friends giving him advice, and most of it is bad advice. And he's, you know, refusing to listen to it because it's bad. And in fact, God comes on the scene in, in chapter 38, verse 2. He says, Who is this who darkens counsel? I love that. Who, who is this that, that's giving this bad advice? It's, that's darkening counsel. 
And of course, I think the most destructive, most certainly the most destructive bad counsel we have in the history of humanity is Eve taking bad counsel from Satan when he says, hey, eat of that tree that God told you not to eat of. And then Eve turns around and gives that same bad counsel to Adam. She says, hey, we should eat of this tree. I already had some, you have some. And in taking that counsel, Adam plunged the whole human race into sin, right? And, and, and where did it come from? From counsel, from bad advice. Well, I think on the other side of that, of course, it's important, just, just as bad advice can lead us down really bad paths, good advice is worth its weight in gold and, and can lead to success and, and prosperity spiritually and, and, and even uh, physically and in your job and whatever you're doing. When you listen to good and wise counsel, good things end up coming from that. Uh, Proverbs 15.22 says, Without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. And, and we're commanded, even in the scriptures, to, to give one another, Christians in the New Testament, to give each other advice. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you are also doing. And part of that building up and encouraging is telling people, no, keep the faith. Keep pressing on. Keep trusting God. Be obedient in this thing, even though the results, even though you might get in trouble for it. Here, you need to just obey. Right, good advice, good counsel is so, so important. And so how can we as Christians seeking to live productive lives, seeking to be um, good stewards of our lives, how do we make sure that we are seeking out and heeding good counsel in our lives so that we can enjoy those benefits of, of a life that's pleasing to God, of a life that is, does prosper, does succeed in things because it's listening to the right things. I think that's, that's the key, really. If, if we're going to put a verb on this, what can I do? Well, I would say this, go and seek and heed wise counsel. So where are you going to find good counsel? Where do you find good advice? Hmm? Craigslist? Probably not. A Facebook comments thread? Most certainly not. Twitter? Oh, heavens. No way. Primarily, where you're going to want to seek good advice is from the Word of God. And of course, it's more than just advice. But God's Word is chock full of wisdom and truth and even laws of God and descriptions of who God is and words indeed to, to live by and to believe and to take to heart. And so the first place you're going to want to seek and heed wise counsel from is from the Word of God. Psalm 16, 7, it says, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. And Psalm 73, 24 says, you guide me with your counsel and afterward you will receive me to glory. God, through his word, guides us. He helps us in making decisions in, um, you know, just even how we live day to day. There is counsel to be had. There is wisdom to be gleaned. And you find that in the pages of scripture and a, a mind that is saturated on those truths is a mind who has giving ear to the best counselor that, is, that there is, and that's God himself. In fact, it's, it's regarded in the scriptures as the height of folly and really the precursor to pain when man bucks God's counsel, when he refuses to listen. We see this also in the Psalms in 80, 81.12. 
He says, so I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Man, there's a punishment from God. They didn't listen to God. He says, okay, you listen to yourselves. I'm not going to give you counsel anymore. And he turned them over. And Psalm 106, 13, he says, but they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. And Psalm 107, 11, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. You see this pattern. In fact, if you have like Bible software, or even if you just do a, a Google search for counsel in the scriptures, you find the Old Testament is littered with, uh, you know, the events leading up to Israel having some kind of big fall or, you know, falling into some sort of judgment. And if you go back, like before that happens, a few chapters, you often, often find them either not heeding God's counsel or uh, not heeding the counsel of God through his prophets. It's just the pattern repeats and repeats and repeats. It's when people don't seek and heed the counsel of God, they fall. And so if, if we're trying to live a life that is so focused on serving God in, uh, in, in all that we do, my goodness, we really need to fill our minds with good counsel, and that comes from God's word. So if it's true that we should be seeking and heeding good counsel, well, the opposite's probably true too, isn't it? We should be avoiding bad counsel. Proverbs 12.5 says that the thoughts of the righteous are just, the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. And just like I took that bad advice to sweat it out on the basketball court and ended up with a sprain in my little ankle, uh, when we heed bad advice, we pay the price. Oh, that's awesome. That rhymes. When we heed bad advice, we pay the price. See, I could be one of these prosperity preachers, man. If I get enough, if you get enough rhymes when you're teaching from the Bible, you become a prosperity preacher. That's how it happens. You wonder, well, where do these people come from? They just rhyme too much. <laughs> Don't listen to that advice. That was bad advice I just gave. I'm sorry. But it, it's true. Bad advice, it just leads to so many problems. And so we have to avoid it. And you say, well, how do I avoid it? Well, one way is by looking primarily at the word of God, but also checking things that people are saying against the word of God. When someone tells you something, you say, yeah, that sounds good. Like, you know, someone tells you, hey, Come, come invest in this thing that I'm, that uh, I'm telling you about. This is some brand new adventure. You're going to double your money. This is going to be an excellent opportunity for you and your family. And you start to think about, okay, is that true? Can I trust this person? Is this good advice? And you start thinking about what the scriptures say about greed. And, and okay, you're wondering, why am I being motivated to, to listen to this person and do this thing? Uh, and then you might check yourself and pull back a little bit and say, no, I shouldn't be listening to this. I think that this might be bad advice. Uh, so we need to avoid it. Avoid it because it will hurt you. And, and speaking of personal advice, right? So counsel that comes from outside of the word of God. I think this is where things kind of get dicey is you ask your friends for some advice, some help with a situation you're in or a decision you're trying to make. And you're trying to evaluate that. You're saying, is this, should I listen to this person? What should I do with this? Um, one of the things I've just found remarkable as of late is just thinking about how powerful personal advice really is. That I might read the same thing a hundred times in a hundred books. This is, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. But 
it's not until someone tells me it personally. There's something different about when someone tells you, hey, have you thought about trying this? You actually listen. I don't know if you guys have noticed that too, but actually the, the tip of the week that I mentioned at the beginning with exercise, you know, the thing that actually tipped me off on that was talking to my, my friend Blake about he's gotten into running way too much <laughs> and he's doing lots and lots of miles. And uh, I was just asking him questions about like, what do you think about while you run? Or like, why, is, why do you enjoy it? And he was telling it to me. And even though like the answers he gave him, I've heard other people say before, I've read about them online, hearing someone tell it to me personally had some extra power to it. And for whatever reason, that was the difference maker uh, that helped me um, actually, you know, jump over the obstacle and actually start running. And it's important to have individuals in your life who give good counsel. And so that's how I would put this. I would say a friend is a good counselor and also vice versa. A good counselor is a friend because friendship needs to be built more on more than just like shared interests or happenstance. Oh, we work at the same place or we happen to be neighbors. True, deep, meaningful friendships, they're built on a, an abiding fealty to the word of God, to, to Christian people who love the word of God and a desire to see what's best for the other person. That's what friendship is. A, a, and a good friend, therefore, is going to be a good counselor. It's going to be someone who is trying to give you good advice. And if they are deeply invested into the word of God and they are deeply concerned about your own good, they are going to be a good counselor. They are going to help you. And the Bible says having a friend that's a good counselor is just so, so valuable. Listen to Proverbs 27, 9, which reads, oil and perfume make the heart glad and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Isn't that awesome? Oil and perfume make the heart glad. The sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. And that is good counsel. And you know, you, you've heard this before that, that a good friend, their counsel may hurt when they advise you. It may sting a little bit. And that is why Proverbs 27, 6, uh, which happens just a few verses before the one I just read, says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. See, this is one of the differences when you're trying to evaluate, okay, somebody who's going, who's giving me good advice versus someone who's giving me bad advice. The person who gives me good advice is often, this isn't always going to um, bear out. This is always going to be true, but often, often the person who's giving you the good advice, it's going to sting a little bit. They're telling you something that you know is true, but you really don't want to hear. And they're telling it like it is. Whereas on the flip side, according to this verse, an enemy is going to be it says deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. It was talking about flattery, right? Someone is going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. You say, man, should I, should I refinance my house and buy that motorboat? And your friend, your true friend, who's a good counselor is going to say, you know, I don't think that's going to be good stewardship of your money. I think maybe you shouldn't refinance your house and buy that motorboat. And here's why. Where someone who's not really your friend, but is just a flatterer, is going to say, of course you should do that. You've earned it. You, you know what? You should refinance your house and get that boat. And what's more, you should also get that Camaro too. 
And who cares? Everybody's in debt. Well, what, why does it matter? Let just do do what you want to do, right? And they're gonna they're gonna pump you up and affirm the things that that you already know in your mind are bad ideas, but they're gonna counsel you and push you over the edge to actually do them. And I do think that that is often how advice and counsel works in our lives is you go and generally when you're asking someone for help or counsel or advice, at least for me, I usually already know what the right thing to do is, right? If I'm asking, how do I make this decision? I usually know or have a pretty good idea. I should do this, but I kind of need someone to tell me you're not crazy. That is the right thing to do. And a good friend is going to be the person who does tell you and tell you, yeah, that you know what the right answer is. You know what it is. You just need to do that hard thing. And that is only going to come from a true friend, someone who generally concerned about your interests, even to the point where um, they're okay with offending you and knowing that you might get mad at them for telling the truth. So I think that's important. So if we're talking about places to get good advice, and, and bad advice. Well, first we need to seek it uh, and heed it from the word of God. We also need to seek out good advisors and counselors in our friends and in our family and make sure that we're listening to the people who have a track record for being wise. Another good way to evaluate a, uh, a counselor and how helpful they are is to look at their own life. Are they a person who is exhibiting wisdom in their decisions and how they live? You know, because that when you're asking for advice or counsel, what are you asking for? Well, you're asking for wisdom. You're asking someone to give you some wisdom, shine some light on this. And a wise person is not only wise when they're just uh, dispersing advice, they're wise in how they live too. And so you can look to that and evaluate, is this a good counselor? So look for those types of friends. I would say that too. You know, even if you don't both love bowling, if you both love the Lord and you both uh, have an eager desire to see your brothers and sisters in Christ built up, that's a much better foundation for a friendship than that you both love bowling. You know what I'm talking about? I'm saying like shared interest alone is so many of our friendships and lives are just based on, oh yeah, they happen to be there and, you know, I just, you know, we hung out a few times and now we're friends. Now, deep friendships, you're going to have to seek them out. And, uh, and make sure that a big part of seeking out deep friendships is that those people are wise and they give good advice, good counsel. And I would say that the, uh, the other place to get good advice and good counsel outside of the word of God and from other people is in good books or articles or just really, really solid, biblically grounded podcasts about redeeming productivity. That would be an excellent place to get good counsel. But seriously, you know, finding good resources to give counsel. I do, like I said earlier, I do think that it's less powerful to hear it kind of secondhand or it's not really directed towards you as an individual from, from the mouth of a friend. I think God's kind of designed us uh, that way where, where we, um, we benefit most from the personal re-presentation of the truth to us in person. Um, but we can still get, get good advice and good counsel from good books. But that is really, actually, come to think of it, that's kind of what, um, you know, made me want to start this podcast is the need for us to be discerning in what advice we heed from books, right? Or podcasts or whatever. When it comes to 
advice about success or um, how you should live or how to be productive. We, you have to be discerning just like you are with your, with friends and who you listen to for counsel. You got to be really discerning as well in what you choose to read, what you choose to put into your mind, what you choose to expose yourself to. Because make no mistake, there is advice, there is counsel, especially, I mean, come on, we're talking about like a genre that about self-improvement, professional improvement. All that is, is advice and counsel. And if you're not seeking out wise advisors, you're going to end up in trouble. You're going to end up taking advice and taking counsel that is totally at odds with the word of God, that is based on pagan principles and sinful desires at base, uh, like like so many uh, books on this subject, that the whole point of them is, here's how you're going to become rich so that you won't have any problems anymore. And that is why you exist. That's your raison d'etat. Just become rich. And you drink you drink in all these books, right, that, are, that teach you about financial stability or teach you about how to advance your professional career or teach you how to get more done in a day. And the end result is on accident, not on purpose, you suddenly start thinking that way. You suddenly start thinking that the point of everything you're doing is to just make more money or to be more successful. No, that's not. That's not, that's not what we're about as Christians. That's not the, the thing that motivates us. But you listen to enough bad counselors and you start to heed their advice. So be ultra, ultra discerning in what you listen to and read. And also when you're reading it or listening to it, making sure you're being very active and you're not just drinking in you're picking out the part and saying, that's not good. That's not right. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. And don't be afraid to put away a book. That's not helpful or turn off a podcast that you think well, this is not based on something good because there is advice in there and there is counsel and it can lead you astray. And I'll also add this, um, to this whole idea of getting, advice and counsel from non-personal means and not from the word of God is advice and counsel also comes through things, mediums that are not overtly counseling you or claiming to be educational, right? Like I, I pick up like the four hour work week and it's going to tell me how I, it, you know, it tells me from the start, I'm going to show you how you can have a four hour work week and make a passive income, right? Okay. That's overt, but you might pick up a fiction book or a television show. And there are principles about what it means to be successful, about how you should live your life and about how you should make decisions that are unbiblical, but they're, they're just in, they're, they're built into the fictional narrative and you end up taking those in by mistake. I think probably a good example of this is with like, Disney films and stuff. People grew up on, on Disney movies and I'm not knocking Disney except to say that they're the worst. No, I just mean that the whole thing of believe in yourself or like listen to your heart, right? That sort of advice and counsel that's been drilled into so many kids since they were just little wee lads and wee lasses. And you take that to heart and you build an entire philosophy on that bad counsel. Oh, I need to do what feels right. I need to do what my heart tells me, but my heart tells me to sin. Great. Now all these kids are serial killers. No, I, I, I joke of course, but that is the, there is advice. There is counsel, even in our entertainment, even in things that don't claim to 
be offering advice. And so we have to be discerning there as well. And the last thing I will say on this subject of advice and counsel is this. I've been talking all about you and me and how we get advice and how we get counsel. Well, let me flip the script, as they say, and put it back on us. How are we being wise and good counselors to our friends, to the people in our lives? I think some of the best counsel you can give someone in the entire world is to go to your neighbor and tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you, my friend, let me give you some advice. You need to be reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to be forgiven for your sins and made right in the eyes of God. There is some wise counsel for you. But even beyond that, with our friends, with our neighbors, with people we meet, are we dispensing wisdom that comes from the word of God? Knowing the power of advice and counsel when delivered personally, that it, that it really does change people, that people listen to what you say and they make changes in their lives based on it. When you recognize what power you have in your words to, to uh, affect change with the counsel you give, Oh, my friend, we should be so careful with what we say. I think that we should be quick to speak. No, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Um, we have to measure our words, make sure that the things we're telling people are true. Because, listen, people do take it to heart. You know, I really don't believe the people that say, Oh, you can never change someone's mind through having an argument or presenting something like people, people believe what they're going to believe. So what's the point of uh, having a discussion about it? You know, they'll, they'll say that you just shouldn't try to persuade someone away from whatever their beliefs are. And so people will use that to justify not talking about religion or politics or whatever. But listen, people do change their minds on stuff. I, I have, my mind has changed on so many things because of personal discussions I have had with people. people someone's convinced me of it. And so don't sell short the power of advice and counsel. The Bible certainly doesn't. I mean, we looked at in the beginning at so many verses about the uh, level of importance that Scripture places on advice and counsel. And so I would just encourage you, and I'll encourage myself too, let's be good counselors. Let's dole out good advice. And let's load our advice cannon with the cannonball of Scripture's wisdom to make a bizarre metaphor. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you for listening or watching if you're watching on YouTube. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I enjoy doing this podcast a lot. Um, if you want to reach out to me at all for any reason or just to chat or you want to solicit my expert advice, um, reach me at reagan at redeemingproductivity.com. And also, if you're able to, if you like the podcast, uh, please leave a review if you haven't before. Uh, that really does help people discover it. And if you're interested in supporting this endeavor, even financially, you can chip in a little bit over at my Patreon at patreon.com slash redeemingprod. Well, and I really appreciate you who are already supporting Redeeming Productivity through Patreon. You are uh, so special to me and appreciate you guys so much. Well, that's all for this week. I will see you here again next week. But until then, remember this. In whatever you do, do it well and do it all for the glory of God. <laughs>